I'm Dee Bonnie, and this is the Ignite Your Marriage Podcast. I'm an ER doctor turned marriage coach. Join me on this journey as I share with you issues that I've faced, mistakes that I've made, that all put me in a position where I had to look to God to figure out how to begin doing marriage and life His way, not my way. I believe that average marriages are just mediocre, and I'm on mission to help you abandon mediocrity. Do me a favor, and please click the subscribe button right now. Leave us a review on iTunes. Also, share this with your friends. Marriages will change. I'm going to get raw and vulnerable on here. We're going to talk about things that I face. We'll talk about infidelity, divorce, blended families, communication. We'll discuss how to have healthy conflict. Talk about sex, money, boundaries. If married people deal with it, it will be a topic on here. Get started designing the future you want with your spouse. Let's begin to ignite your marriage. Hey guys, D. Bonnie here, ER doctor turned marriage coach. I want to come on here today and chat with you about something not specifically related to marriage. You know, I believe that 2020 has been hard. And yes, quarantine has been difficult. And yes, you and I were all ready to get to some form of normalcy. But have you seen what's around the corner? Have you seen what we're coming up against? It's the holidays. And it's not just any holidays. It's 2020 holidays. So who knows what's going to happen? Am I right? You know, I think that it's easy to get excited about the holidays months in advance, right? Because at that point, it's just an idea of the holiday. And you're like, oh, that sounds great. And then as things start approaching, we start having dialogues with our spouse, with other family members, and we're starting to worry about who's going to do what. And so... It can get us filled with angst because what we're expecting in our minds is that everything's going to come off without a hitch. And you know that the likelihood of that happening, especially this year, is the same likelihood that you and your spouse years ago said, I do, and that your life was an ongoing romantic comedy until the credits rolled. It doesn't happen. So I want to come on today and share with you my four ideas for how you can better navigate the holidays and in doing so, strengthen your marriage, or at least not want to kill each other. The first idea that I had is that I want, I want you to remove the special emphasis that you place on these days. You see, I think holidays are frail. And I don't think that they can handle this extra pressure that you and I put on them. You know, in our minds, we want everything to come off as seamless. We want the day to be perfect. And so what we do is we get all of ourselves wrapped up in this idea that Thanksgiving is going to go wonderfully well. And when it doesn't deliver that, we get all tore up inside. We lose our joy. But really, if you think about it, what was happening was we were expecting this day and these people to deliver something that they are not capable of delivering. And that's a perfect day. Uh, wonderfully suited to me and my needs and everyone getting along great and no one having the uh, issues that they have the other 364 days of the year. 
it's not going to happen. So when the day starts coming unraveled, if you stop and think about it, it's really because of the emphasis you were putting on that day. Because at the end of the day, it's really just another day. And you and I, we can get through another day, right? We've had tens of thousands of them in our lives. So we can get by. In fact, let me just tell you a little story about when I assigned special value to a day and it did not work out so well. So I believe that setting aside a day a week, and I probably don't really get it a day a week, but setting aside a day as a Sabbath is beneficial. I think God told his people to observe a Sabbath because he knew that it was healthy for our souls. And so this was several months ago. I had a day that I had set aside and I was just filling my cup, I thought. And so I think I'd worked late the night before in the, or that morning and got home late. And so I was kind of tired, but it was my day to just kind of recharge and to not produce anything, to not make videos for you guys or write blog content, to not work in the ER, to not work in our office. And I was feeling kind of tired and I was going to go take a nap. Well, Megan was tired too, because she works hard and she keeps up with our four-year-old. And so she actually asked him if he wanted to join us for a nap. Now this kid doesn't nap anytime and he certainly does not nap with us, but I'm like, okay, I'll roll with it. I'm trying to be filled with the spirit. So we get in bed and of course he's uh, fidgety and tossing and turning. And so finally I decide that I'm going to get up. So I go downstairs and Megan and Miles are still going to try to nap because he was maybe starting to fall asleep. And I decide, well, okay, I'll just go to the coffee shop and I'll read something personal development, spiritual, and that'll fill my cup. Well, Megan didn't nap and she got up and she's like, oh, you're leaving. I was going to go to the gym. So rather than assert myself and say, well, you know, this was kind of my time that I wanted to protect. I decided that I was going to serve her reluctantly. So I think she went to the gym and she came back and then we, we all were going to this uh, bounce house that evening. Well, on the way there, Megan could tell that I'm off. And really, the reason that I was off was because I was jealous that this day had not been pristine like I wanted it to be. It wasn't all about me. I still had to defer to her needs and to Miles's needs and to whatever else was going on. And so it really brought out an ugly side of me. It brought out this side of me that's jealous, which I don't want in there. But had I not placed special emphasis on that day, right, and made it uh, made it more important in my mind than what it should have been, the day probably would have been fine. So as we go into the holidays and we start making these, these days, we put them up on a pedestal. And then if everything, if all the blocks do not land just right, so that, so that we build the perfect day out of it, now we start to come unwind. When really, if we just took the emphasis off the day, and said, you know what, it's another day, it's an opportunity to get together, but I'm not going to overvalue this day, then when things start getting off, we're less likely to come undone. The second step that I want you to take is I want you to recalibrate your expectations. You see, you're looking up at the upcoming days and weeks and months, and you're expecting a Hallmark movie, but really what you're going to get is a South Park marathon. You see, you think that come Thanksgiving, Everybody's going to bring the perfect dish. The turkey's going to come out just right. It's going to be moist with a little 
crispy skin on the outside and and that the kids are going to behave and that everyone's going to come with this awesome gratitude list that makes everyone else feel better. But you know what's coming? Come on. The kids are going to run around like Tasmanian devils and they're going to get egged on by cousin Ricky and Aunt Betty and Aunt Chloe aren't going to be able to put aside their political differences and Uncle Roger's going to come in sloshed and he is going to spill the brown gravy on your new white carpet. Expect it. See, I have to do that in the ER these days because some of the shifts are, are bad. And when I go in and I'm expecting that everyone's going to show up with the right amount of sickness that I can make them better and that they don't die. When I go in thinking that there's just going to be this gradual flow of patients coming in to see me, when everybody's going to be grateful for the care that I give them. They're gonna love me. They're gonna even ask if I have a tip jar. And yet I walk into wall-to-wall -wall patients. Uh, gurney's going by so fast that I have to play a game of Frogger just to get to my workstation. When I got patients who are frustrated by the weight and frustrated by the weight, and they just wanna launch hypodermic needles at me until I get them a Diet Coke and some footies. Obviously, if my expectation is the former and I walk into the latter, my day's not going well. But if I recalibrate my expectation so that I just go in and I expect chaos, I expect that I'm going to see people on their worst day of their lives potentially, or at least the worst time in their recent history because they feel so poorly that they had to come to the emergency department. If I walk in expecting the nurses to be frustrated and overworked and I walk in and expect my colleagues to not want to pick up any patients and to want me to see everyone, which they don't do. If I walk in with that expectation, then when things are better than that, I just get to enjoy that it's better. You've heard the old adage that really good businesses say under promise over deliver, right? So your wait time is probably going to be about 30 minutes. And then in 18 minutes, they come get you. And you're like, oh my gosh, this place is amazing. That's because they under-promised and over-delivered. I want you to help your family to do the same thing. Stop listening to what they're promising, how they're telling you things are going to go, how your cousin is saying that her kids are going to be perfectly behaved. Just in your mind, stop listening to the chatter and expect that things are going to go poorly so you're helping your family by your expectations to under-promise. And then when things aren't not quite that bad, you've helped them in your mind to over-deliver. I've had to learn that in the emergency department. I have to help my patients and the flow of the department itself under-promise and over-deliver my mind so that I can maintain my sanity. So if you apply this to the next coming weeks when you're getting together with family, or if you're not, right? It's COVID, who knows? It's 2020 whatever you decide to do. But if you, in your mind, set the bar low for them, then you're already setting them up for success with you. Hey guys, I just wanna break in here for a minute and say, I know that you're listening to this because you want your marriage to be amazing. Now, some of you are dealing with a situation where you're on board with making things better in your marriage, but maybe you're spouse really isn't or you feel like he or she isn't. I wanted to direct you to a resource that we have on our website. 
just go to www.dbonnie.com slash solofix, S-O-L-O-F-I-X. And when you go to that page, you're going to enter your email and we're going to send you a PDF for how I believe that you can start actually on your own transforming your marriage without even actually telling your partner. So come over to dbonnie.com slash solofix and get your free PDF today. The third thing that I want you to do is I want you to remember that your value is independent of other people's opinion about you. Say that with me right now. Out loud, wherever you are, say it. My value is independent of your opinion of me. I came across this quote and it said, your value does not decrease based on someone else's inability to see your worth. The author is unknown. But I think that's beautiful. So understand that you have value even if your family is giving you grief, right? I see your value. I see your value in that you're showing up here trying to learn and grow, trying to make your marriage better, your relationships better, your holidays better. I see that you're doing the best that you possibly can with the resources that you have. So you have value. And you need to disconnect your value, your self-worth from the uh, judgy opinions and the unsupportive eyes of some of your family members. Disconnect it from that. You still have value. You have value if they don't like that you've chosen not to get together for the holidays because you're concerned about COVID. You have value even if they're judging you for getting together with other people over the holidays because they're concerned about COVID. You have value and I'm here to root you on because I know that as we navigate through the end of 2020 and into 2021, you are gonna come out stronger on the other side. And I want you to remember that. I want you to remember my value is independent of everyone else's opinion of me. Now, obviously we have social construct. You can't be a jerk to everybody and still value what you're doing, right? That's not what I teach. But when it comes down to it, and somebody else is throwing shade at you, don't let that decrease your value. Because when it does, now we're going through the holidays, not only with all of the chaos, but we're also going through it with a depleted self-worth. Our cup is empty because we let somebody else tell us that we weren't valuable. That's no way to end the year. And that brings us to our fourth and final step. And that is enjoy the insanity. You see, when you've done steps one, two, and three, when you've kind of recalibrated in your mind the importance of a given day and you've actually learned that you need to, um, you need to reset your expectations for what's coming at you and you've learned that your self-worth is not tied up in other people's opinions, now you're free to just kind of sit back and watch the show. You're free to watch all of this unwind and just enjoy Enjoy the community, enjoy the chaos, enjoy people being perfectly imperfect. Because we're all broken people. We're all trying to get through this world as best as we can. And so what I want you to do is implement steps one, two, and three, and then I just want you to have fun. Just enjoy it. So to wrap up, to really just summarize today's lesson, it comes back to a quote from Frozen. Let it go. 
Let it go. Let go of the idea that the day has to be amazing. Let go of the idea that everybody's going to live up to your expectations. Let go of the idea that your value comes from other people's opinion of you. Just let it go. Let's, let's close out 2020 finding our peace and serenity, our calm, our joy, our shalom. We do that by taking the things that we can control and owning them, right? I own how much emphasis I put on Thanksgiving Day. I own how much I let other people's opinions influence me. I own how much my own expectations go into determining whether or not I'm satisfied with what I get at the end of the holiday. Listen, I love you guys. I'm glad you're here. Please share this, subscribe, send it out to your friends via email, text, smoke signals, whatever you do. I just want to grow this community because I enjoy connecting with you. I'm so thankful that you're here. I'm so thankful that you're trying to do the things that you need to do to make your relationship better, to make your life better, to make our communities better. I just want to say God bless you. I love you guys.